Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast in delightfully dismal downtown Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. I have my co-host here today. Dave Anderson. Our regular guest. Emmanuel Gennard. Today we'll be talking about organizing tech meetups. If you've never organized a tech meetup before, you'll definitely learn a thing or two on how to do that, uh, where to get a space, and how to get your meetup up and running. We have the most esteemed guest today. Sarah Cassidy. How's it going, Sarah? Hey, how's it going? Doing fine. How are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you guys? Great. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little more about yourself? Uh, sure, sure. Um, so I work at Meetup. Uh, and that's, oh, uh, I've that, heard of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's why uh, I'm here today. So I'm on uh, Meetup's community experience team. Um, I've worked at Meetup for about a year and a half. Uh, I specialize in organizer success on the team, and I've got lots of great advice if you want to get together with other people to enhance your tech skills. Cool. Nice. We're, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy to have you, and we'll ask you a few questions, and we'll talk about our own experiences in various meetups in New York City. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to ask you, Sarah, a question on some of the most effective ways to run a meetup. Have you? I'm sure you've seen quite a few meetups in the city, some tech-related, some not. And I'm just curious at what um, style did you find most effective in, in these meetup spaces? Totally. Well, l- let's just start about like, what a meetup is. Like plenty mm-hmm. of your listeners will know. So meetup is a uh, website slash app where you can basically just start a club. It's a place where you can form a community uh, basically overnight to go find other people that share your interests. And tech is the largest category on Meetup by far. Oh, um, mm. It was. It was also the first. It was also the first category on Meetup. Um, the largest Meetup in the world is the New York Tech Meetup, uh, which was started by Scott Heiferman, uh, Meetup CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Tech Meetup. It's monthly. There are hundreds of people that go to it. It is a large extravaganza of a tech showcase. There's a huge variety of tech, and basically, uh, what we see, we see hundreds, thousands of different tech meetups coming up. The thing is, there's a tech meetup for everything. So whatever language you're trying to learn, whatever specific niche or niche, whatever your preference is, um, (laughs) obviously because the world of tech is uh, is so diverse, there are so many new uh, coding languages that are that are developing just right now. Like there are other people that are learning exactly what you're learning, and Meetup is a great reflection of the tech industry overall. I mean, what's great about working in tech is that people want to share knowledge. People don't keep things from each other. If everybody's going to stay up to date, you have to educate each other. And it's yeah. a very like reciprocal world. It's, it's a wonderful thing about the culture of this particular industry. And I think why so many people like developing. Um, so, um, so meetup is a great intersection of that. You know, it's like you're doing hard work, you're on your own, you're, you know, you're working on your computer. So why don't you do that with someone else who's going through the same struggles that has advice for that? Um, there are so many online forums that you can reach out and get that advice. But what if you just were meeting up with people that were close to you that you could form, um, relationships with to help you out? That's what the purpose of a meetup is. And um, it's very motivating. People have uh, not just enhanced their careers, but they've started careers on Meetup. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always like struck by like how different the communities are too between different Meetups. Like you go to a language, like a Meetup for a certain language, say like Python, and the people who are there, the community that's there, the energy that's there is very indicative of the language as a whole. And you go to like a Java meetup and it's very different. Like, you know, it's enterprisey. They're more interested in like the technical <laughs> details. Python, like people are just happy to like get things done. And like there's a lot of different backgrounds. It's kind of cool. Like how that is a microcosm right there of that experience. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so we want to talk about how to start a meetup and how to make a great meetup, right? So first step, make a meetup. <laughs> right. Just I'll go to the website, go log on, make a meetup. Right. I mean, just create a new one. Okay. So yeah. So step one, start a meetup. So it takes like two minutes to make a meetup. It's really a very simple thing. Um, you pay an organizer subscription fee to, uh, to do that. So you do have mm-hmm. to pay in order to make the group. Once you have a subscription free, you can actually open up three meetups. So you get two more meetups just totally for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So um, so the interesting thing there is you can actually experiment with it. So um, so it's not like you make one meetup and then you have to do that. It's like if you have interest in different coding languages or like different skill sets, if you want um, more professional networking in your area, but you're also learning a particular uh, language, like you can make a meetup for both of those um, when you get started. Yeah. So once you make the meetup, uh, what happens is you uh, you put the topics on it. And when everybody makes a meetup account, they like share their interests. So uh, ideally, everyone is putting down the uh, the different languages and their interests that they're learning. Mm-hmm. And when you register for those interests, so you have an interest in, uh, in Python and Java. And then mm-hmm. when a new Python or Java meetup goes out, I make a meetup group and then you get a, an email that says, Hey, guess what? There's a new meetup that exists about the thing that you're interested in. So why yeah. don't you come? Yeah. You join the meetup group, people join, you get together and you talk about it and you, uh, and you get it done. You know, I think one of the more challenging things mm-hmm. though, is finding a space for a meetup, like, especially in New York, like spaces at a premium, our company, people at our company are very enthusiastic about starting a meetup and getting people together. But it's tough because, you know, we're here in a beautiful WeWork mm-hmm. and space is tight. Yeah, space so. can be a quite uh, luxurious that not everyone may have. What are some steps you've seen like people go to get a space for a meetup? Sure. I mean, uh, finding space is always a challenge for sure, um, especially in New York, as you've said. So uh, when you're thinking about a venue for the space that you want to bring people together, there's a few things that you want to keep in mind. First of all, like what is absolutely required? How many people are you bringing and what activities Mm -hmm. are you engaging in? Right. So the actual format of the meetup, it can be a number of things. It could just be you meeting up with people, just coming to talk about that particular subject. Um, You can have speakers and presenters. You Mm -hmm. can do things, let's say, in a workshop format. You can uh, you can do like co working. You can do drop in things. Um, I've been to I've been to tech meetups where um, people just sort of uh, it's like in a workshop space where they're doing all types of info uh, workshops and things like that. So there were people that were working on like a hackathon coding project in one corner, and then they were having like a sewing class in the opposite corner because it was like a because it was just like a make like a general maker space. Uh, Um, mm. And so you can look out for those sort of like private maker spaces like. Top tips on how to find a space for your meetup is look at other meetups and see where they're going. So look yeah. at so look at other meetups that are related. Hmm. You are able to uh, basically like join other meetups. You'll see the location listed there, so you can go ahead and do that. Um, we have a venue database that you can browse, mm-hmm. um, but it's not always a good indication of exactly where you want to meet up. Um, taking recommendations from your members looking up public spaces. Sometimes it's as simple as just going to the conference room in the library and yeah. you, and you have the space that you need. Mm. Um, a lot of people make use of um, corporate third spaces, which that term kind of refers to places like Starbucks and Shake Shack and these, uh, you know, like they're technically corporate spaces, but like you can hang out and you're, and you're welcome to do that. Like if you don't want to hang out in a branded space, I totally understand that. But right. as a last resort, those spaces are there. If you know, if you're going to be five people sitting around 
having coffee, talking about the thing that you're most interested in doing, then you can do it uh, places like that. The other thing is you might want to reach out to businesses and organizations that are related to what you want to do. So for example, this is a tech office and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're doing a tech podcast. And so um, so there might be organizations that, um, that do that. I mean, like generally, you know, if people are having like dog meetup or something like that, we ask them to like go, you know, look at your local like pet food vendors and things like that oh, and see, see if they would be open to you hanging out in the space for a little bit because it's mm-hmm. reciprocal. As a business, they're kind of sponsoring the meetup. It's mm-hmm. a really friendly community thing. And then it brings awareness to their particular business. So, um, so keep in mind that like retail spaces can definitely be used for that. I mean, that's the thing about New York is like, if you have space to, you know, you have all these different manifestations of uh, how it's used. What is it that like so far sounds organization or whatever, they just like have pop-up concerts in these weird places. So anyway, just get creative. Like just think about space. All that you need is physical space for people to get together. And so, yeah, you can get really creative with where you want to meet up. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I I like the Mm -hmm. idea of teamwork, kind of like finding someone else, banding up and like finding a common area that you can work. I know there are like a bunch of companies in New York co-working spaces that keep on popping up over and over again as I've looked at different tech meetups that are awesome. Totally. And the, even those spaces at a premium, people that have the space want to promote their space. So keep mm-hmm. that in mind. So I think uh, we've kind of talked about starting the meetup, getting a space, um, even if it's just going to your local Starbucks and things like that, right? But how would you get anyone to show up? Like, let's say I start my meetup on, I have a weird interest in sentence diagramming, which is like uh, drawing out the parts of a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think anyone would show up to that. So how would I? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? See, this is the beauty of Meetup is we get so many letters from organizers that say, I never thought that other people would share my interests the way Mm. that they do, right? Like if you found one other person that was so in love with sentence mapping, you guys would be the best of friends in the whole world, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're like, no, I don't, you're like, I don't think I like that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Very opinionated sense is not a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, also say with the tech meetups, right? Let's say that was a really obscure one, right? But with tech meetups in New York, there are like thousands of tech meetups in New York, right? I mean, Mm. there are thousands of them. And so let's say I started a new one on like Elixir has been a thing that we've been doing a lot of here at Stride, right? There are some Elixir, but how would I get people to come to that when it's, or let's say, how do I, make my meetup pop out amongst all the like thousands of tech meetups in New York City? So that's a great question. And what I can say is that it works and you got to have a little bit of hope. And hope. I know that that I know that doesn't <laughs> I know that doesn't sound like like very technical advice, but I really mean it. You you know, you're not patient zero for every interest that's out there. You mm-hmm. know, like you yourself have developed an interest and a love for something. And it's very possible that someone else also does. And so, you know, you make the meetup group, the recommendation goes out. You, I have to say it is surprising, but you will get members and they, and some of them will show up <laughs> and, uh, and you'll learn things together. I mean, um, there's, uh, uh, one of my colleagues, she made this one meetup for just this very obscure video game, like very, very obscure. And she hosted her first meetup and like one person showed up and they were like kind of awkward and it was like a little bit weird and they were like okay this like wasn't gonna work out and then these other people showed up and they showed up like a little bit late and they were like oh my god we're so sorry this is our favorite video game i can't believe you made they're like oh my god and they like (laughs) and now they have a monthly meetup and all they do they like they hang out and they play this really weird obscure video game together and 
so here's the thing is that not every meetup is going to be a huge thing, mm-hmm. but right. what you're looking for is your community, you know? Uh, and so the community of people, like all that you need are other people to share that interest with you to help you get where you want to get to, you know? Um, so there are people that are out there that are at your level of expertise. There are people that are either beginners or experts or in the middle, or they have very interest or very like specific interests. You know, there are like very generalist tech meetups that are there. If you just want to learn about new technologies, like the Brooklyn futurists and things like that, like they want to talk about future technologies or or current technologies, but then it can get down into like the very nitty gritty. If you just want to talk about one particular coding language or one particular program, you know, um, you will find other people that share that interest with you. So would you say that like a lot of the growth of a meetup happens typically like just organically through the platform or do you see like a lot of people hitting the streets like cross promoting on like different platforms and what have you yeah people do that so listen it is uh it's an event you're getting people together but Okay, I'll tell you why Meetup is similar to other event organization and why it's different from other event organization, right? Mm-hmm. So it's similar in the way that, yeah, it's a bunch of people that are getting together in a room for a, mm-hmm. for a purpose, okay? Uh, so you have other methods of doing that. You can get people, you can use Facebook to like get people together in a room to do things, or you can use any like particular like event advertising platforms or something like that. The reason why Meetup is different is because what our organizers tell us again and again is that the people that come to them through Meetup are more engaged. Mm. So like when people like see a thing on Facebook, they might show up, but they don't expect to show up and necessarily to be greeted, to be engaged by you. Like they're not there necessarily to belong to a community. They're kind of there for their own reasons and it might be a bit cold, but people that come through Meetup, they're there because they're like, they want to meet you and they want to know who you are and they want to go on this journey together, right? Overall, it's like people are more engaged and the RSVP show ups are, the rates are higher. This is my understanding. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, because like, you know, somebody like puts up a party on Facebook or something like that and it says that 60 people are going and you show up and you're like, okay, well that means 20 or, you know, when when you're like, you got to do some math, like a percentage of those people just won't show right. up yeah. even though and, they say yes yeah and so um so a meetup like there are tools for organizers um to kind of track that like you, you know you're keeping track of like who's coming and who's not there are, there are tools that allow you as an organizer to sort of set the tone for it. And so you see organizers that they have these rules. It's like you have to come at least once a month or, you know, you have to come, uh, you know, in this many times. And um, and so you so you kind of get to like trim it and make that community into something into those like quality members of people that are engaged with it so that overall everybody has a, a really good time. So we were talking about how to promote a meetup and get people to come in. But what are some things that, as we mentioned before, you got to have hope. But what are some things that you've seen that cause meetups to fail? Like to fail. Yeah. Like, you know, you can have like the perfect meetup and everything is great, but then it just doesn't work out. Like, is that a thing? Like, what are some similarities or what can we tell people not to do in meetups so that they should not fail? That's a great question. Um, We did get an email in once from an organizer who set up a meetup for agoraphobics and he was mad because no one... (laughs) Because no one showed up. Oh, wow. Real story. Okay. So it was just like, A, don't have bad tech meetups. And just don't. Um, have people who are afraid of talking to other people. Yeah. yeah or leaving their house, right? No, I mean, well, uh, no, I mean, we do get people that, we do get people yeah. that write in. Um, I had someone that wrote in recently that said, um, hi, like I want to start a meetup group, but I have, um, I have Asperger's syndrome mm, right. and, um, and I have trouble picking up on social cues. So, uh, so what can I do? 
And I mean, for the most part, hosting people, it's just uh, set their expectations appropriately and like make sure that they know where to go. <laughs> right. You know, it's like like make sure that there is a venue space that's comfortable enough where people can get together. Make sure they know how to find it. Right. Make sure that people know how long the event is going to be. Will there or will there not be food? Right. Yeah. People just want to know what to expect when they show up. Mm. That's the, that is the best way to do it. And Setting expectations. Absolutely. And yeah. so, and so like with your group description, like, you know, you want to describe, uh, who are your perfect members? Like the perfect members to join this meetup are learning this particular coding language. You're at this level and, uh, and you're willing to engage in a collaborative project, you know, like be very clear mm-hmm. and then just say, okay, it's okay. Or it's not okay to show up late. This is where we're meeting at this time. And like, just, set people's expectations and um and you'll get the right people that come mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i would say like i guess um because we're in new york city right so mm-hmm. new york city is the most like meetup dense place in the world and meetup is very popular in a lot of metropolitan centers so there are many 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 meetups in new york in san francisco in la in hong kong you know in tokyo right. in all these places um and uh, I guess like one piece of advice that I that I would say, if you're in a smaller place, if you're in like a less uh, dense city, then because if you become an organizer, you have the opportunity to open more than one group, you might want to try experimenting with the granularity of your subject. So, Interesting. so what I mean by that is if you're in like the middle of nowhere, just start a tech meetup, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like like who is interested in technology, and like and you can see, like you can search on the site before and see like what already exists, like what are these things? Because the denser the meetups, the more granular you can become with the actual interest, right? Right. Um, and so experiment with that. Like if you specifically are, you know, you're learning this particular language and you just want a group of people to help to support you through that work or, you know, people that can help you, then yeah, start the meetup for that particular thing, but also like maybe start something that's a little bit broader as well and see like where the sweet spot is. Because if you like only make a tech meetup for people that are uh, learning Java and everyone in the meetup group has to be five, seven or below. <laughs> yeah. That. And, um, you know, and like only wears silver and doesn't wear gold then like (laughs) then you have to have hope because you'll find that person out there but at the same time you know like be reasonable about your expectations of like where am I and like you know who can I reach out to and like you might want to broaden it if at first you don't feel like like the mm-hmm. community is sort of uh, is sort of coming together then broaden the subject to see if that helps yeah attract a wider pool of people because for every particular interest, there there will be a pool of people that's there. You know, there will be uh, there will be a certain community that's out there waiting for you uh, to call them. But for every subject and every location, there'll be a sort of statistical likelihood of um, <laughs> how many people yeah. are going to be available to show up. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So. That sounds good. I, yeah. Also, like something that I've seen that kind of bugs me with some meetups that I really want to go to, I really want to enjoy, but then like it's inconsistent. You mentioned setting expectations. Uh, if they say that there's going to be a meetup every month and then they cancel that meetup or reschedule it like last minute or... Did or, you have an organizer cancel a meetup? Yeah. It was, mm. it was, was heartbreaking. It? Who was it? I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That's the thing is, yeah, don't cancel your meetup if you can't because we just don't get discouraged. You got to, I really mean that because a meetup is so, is such a weird thing. It's such mm-hmm. a, it's such, it's such an odd concept because, you know, we live in this world where we're not supposed to work together. <laughs> like, right. like, especially American culture, like we're all here for our own ambition and like mm-hmm. meetup is, 
it's contrary to that. It's let's work together. Let's meet up. Let's form a community and share and teach one another and mm-hmm. do all of that. And so like, what a weird concept of people just getting together and sharing just for that purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. You have to just believe in it. And also, here's the thing. A lot of meetups start small and then they get bigger. So, mm. um, sorry, I didn't fully answer your question about how to promote a meetup. The short answer is by any means possible, right? <laughs> right. Which, uh, which there are people that they, with their meetup group, they start, they, you know, they, they print out flyers, they go to Kinko's and then they stand on the street and they just hand flyers to, to people. And, um, and, that, and that's how you do it. So in the same way that you would promote, you know, like any other event, you can get people in that way. You can, you know, you can put it on local events listings. You can put it on your, your library community board. You can, you know, like any way that you get the word out there. What we do for you is we make you discoverable on our find page. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a great word of advice. This is like a, a tip. Make sure that the people that you're coming, if your friends are coming, make sure that they RSVP because when you get people that are RSVPing to your meetup, then our system says, hey, this meetup is pretty cool. People are going to it. And the more that that happens, the, you know, the more likely it is that people will see it. So for you who are interested in making a meetup, if you live in a, a more dense populated area, it's best you can find like a smaller niched related tech meetup. So for example, I mean, in New York, we have like NYCRB and just like an entire language on Ruby. But right. then, you know, or since the, there's so many people, Rails, yeah, or Rails, yeah, you can go to Rails, yeah, RSpec, you can go into, I believe there was one, uh, Newbie Ruby for like new Ruby developers and mm-hmm. um, all these different things. And New York has that opportunity because um, there's so many people who probably want a niched thing from a particular language or like different data science or, or computer science related things like. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, da, 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 da. There was a meetup machine one for, learning or for data like. science for a while. Data wizards, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, and then they like you know design patterns. That's where I was going for. Mm-hmm. Like if you you can make a meetup for design pattern, and then you can even get even more granular to make design patterns for Elixir and how it's different than you would mm-hmm. use it in Ruby and that kind of right. stuff. Um, I think it would be important to see like those pop up in in the city, and then you know people who are interested in those particular meetups can then join in. So I think people shouldn't be afraid of making meetups to further expand the community and getting a better idea on whatever idea you wished to share. Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Just go for it. <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, so we're all, let's say we have a successful meetup. Um, you know, a lot of people are coming to the Elixir meetup I've made. But what if I want to kick someone out? Um, what if someone's kind of being a jerk and there it's not okay for them um, to keep coming to the meetup? Does meetup have any way of dealing with that or any suggestions? Yeah, we do. So it happens. It does happen that some people are not a fit for that particular group. As an organizer, you can ban them from the meetup group. You can just sort of remove their profile and go and send a message and go, sorry, it's not working out. Um, and that's it. If um, if some real shit goes down, <laughs> yeah. then we have our integrity department and you can write to our support team mm-hmm. and we can take further action to investigate the actions of that individual on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want organizers to be in control of your meetup group. And right. so um, when you create the group, you can set the privacy settings so that only your members are able to see the location of your meetups. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also switch on organizer approval mm-hmm. and set profile questions so that uh, so that everyone applies to join your meetup group and then you read their profile before you accept them right Mm -hmm. or you can deny that application 
I mean, yeah. So we have those tools in place because you as the organizer, you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun, if it wasn't working out for you, you know? So we have tools and we have support available to assist you to make sure that you are able to bring the right people together that are a good fit for what you want to make with your community. Ah, Very cool. Thank you. All right. So um, just going around the table really quick. What's your favorite meetup? Um, I would say my favorite meetup that I've been to is probably the NYC.RB one. Um, They had some really good talks that I enjoyed going to. Um, They had really good pizza as well. So that was a big plus. Yeah. Pizza pizza and beer is always good. I look forward to going to that one. Um, Yeah. That's it for me. I really enjoyed the uh, New York Data Skeptics meetup. Really diverse audience of people. Uh, You have people who are into like finance, you have people who are into tech, people who are scientists, really smart people coming out and having like a skeptical mindset about how technology can help, but optimistic. It's pretty awesome. I can't think of just one. I have two. So I don't know if that's cheating. <laughs> no, um, go for it. One of them is the, uh, the Bronx Tech Meetup. I think it's just pretty cool to have like technology and in the Bronx. Uh, there seems to be a lot of interest in, in bringing the Bronx up into a more tech-related space. And I live in the Bronx, so if I can work at the Bronx, it'll probably be easier for me to do my commute. Working all the way downtown is pretty difficult, so we can open up a stride Bronx if necessary. (laughs) Um, The other one is, I think it's uh, Elixir NYC. I've been there once, um, and it was a pretty good space over down by the uh, Flatiron School. And that was like pretty cool because they had a talk and someone actually had done their presentation before they were going to go to the conference down in Florida I believe in October of last year. I'm not 100% sure. But that was a lot of fun. And I'm very noob in Elixir. So it was nice to meet people who were noob friendly to help me out and learn the Elixirs and be a master brewer or a master uh, alchemist. I'm going to use the word alchemist for, that, <laughs> for Elixir. That's great. Um, so Meetup is a great place to find other people to help you become a developer. But my favorite Meetup that I've been to in New York is uh, it was basketball for the vertically challenged oh <laughs> that that's sounds great. awesome that's great it was pretty much the best experience i've ever had in my life because i just never had the opportunity to play basketball before uh before i found out that there was a club for people that are five six or shorter to go play <laughs> it was the best it was the best day of my that's life awesome. wow, legitimately that's awesome. yeah don't be afraid to make a meetup i think you can find a topic that'll generate interest and people will show up, just be persistent in the meetups, be clear on the intention of the meetup and show up and make sure other, when other people show up, you give them the attention and hopefully it grows to be a, you know, nice and warm meetup that's enjoyable for everyone. And beautiful community. Beautiful community. That's the end of the day. Um, yeah. I'd like to see more uh, of, of that happening in, in New York City. Uh, and there's a lot and I, I know there's a lot. But there can always be more for these little small <laughs> niche things. Teaching learners, do we have any teaching learners today? Um, well, yeah, I'm um, at a new client and I am learning Angular 2, which is a, well, it's Angular 4 now, actually. Whoa, what happened to 3? Yeah, Exponential. Um, they, just, uh, they just went from 2 to 4 real quick. Um, and, yeah. I think five's um, coming in November. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you know, it's really familiar. It looks a lot like Amber does in terms of the whole, like they have the CLI, 
they have like a, the whole um, sort of the, you can automate a lot of stuff. They have a, a way to generate like um, if you're making a new component that generates the HTML, the TypeScript because it's written in TypeScript and the spec file, all that stuff all the way through, like doing Rails G um, model or something like that. Oh, nice. Um, so it's it's really a familiar in a lot of ways. Um, it's a little bit different with the TypeScript, but that's not really that big a change. Yeah, it's been interesting. Cool. Are you going to start a meetup? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think nah, you so. Don't think so. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's an Angular meetup out oh, there. You I'm can, sure, yeah. yeah. you could probably jump on, jump you on the bandwagon. You can start Angular 5 meetup before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Set up, get, get, on that, get, on that, get on that as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Cassidy, thank you so much for coming through. Thank much you, appreciated. Uh, hope thank you had a good time you. here. And, it was uh, fun. It was great. Thank and, uh, you. Thanks to all the listeners out there. I'd like to thank my co-host. Thank yeah. you for coming. Thank and, you, uh my regular guest, Emmanuel. Thanks for coming through. The lowest esteemed guest. No, ever. no, <laughs> come on, come on, no. So now every time we have a guest, we gotta keep one, one up. Sarah, where can we reach you? Yeah, my Twitter is the Sarah Cassidy. Cool. One and only. One, the one and only. Bang. The most esteemed. The <laughs> Sarah Cassidy. Bang. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to thank the listeners. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think about the episode. You can hit us up on twitter.com slash radiofreerabbit. Thank you for uh, listening. This is The Rabbit Hole. We'll see you next time.